Ladies and gentlemen, welcome once again to You Know It's Fake, Right? The ongoing battle with the dirtiest four-letter word in professional wrestling. I am your host. My name is Brian Breaker. Thank you for joining me on this uh, Monday morning, Monday afternoon, maybe later in the week. Whenever you decide to listen to it, I appreciate you joining me on this journey and checking out this really fun podcast. We are middle December, ladies and gentlemen. Uh, How's everybody feeling? Are you guys ready for... The holiday season, I mean, ready or not, right? Here it is. Um, it's it's interesting because I talk, I've talked to some people about this. I was like, you know, when, as a kid, I felt like Christmas took forever to get there. As an adult, it happens so fast, you almost don't even have that moment to appreciate it because we're uh, you're worried a lot more as an adult. You know, you got to buy your gifts. You got to, you know, get your uh, Christmas plans together, whether it's dinners and parties and everything else in between. And it's always so, so busy. But... It's also one of those things where it's just when there's so much going on, sometimes it's very hard to to fit everything in. And next thing you know, Christmas has passed. But um, but I enjoy the holiday season. I've said that many times on here. I I do enjoy watching the Christmas movies, and I you know I've obviously bragged about Eight Bit Christmas in the past. It's a great film. Plus, you know I love the favorites: Home Alone, Home Alone Two. Uh, one of my personal favorites: Christmas Vacation. Bad Santa is an underrated Christmas movie. If you're into the R-rated comedy versions, I think it's hilarious. Um, and there's a ton of others. Jingle All the Way, The Santa Claus with Tim Allen, all all fun Christmas movies that I enjoy. But um, but that's not what we're talking about today. Today, my guest is a former WLW World Tag Team Champion, former WLW Heavyweight Champion, Britton OTT Tucker. Um which OTT stands for One Tough Tucker. Um, <laughs> I've joked with him many times. I'm like, so wait a minute, your name is Britton One Tough Tucker Tucker? Yes, Jack Gamble, that joke is for you because he always laughed every time I said that. <laughs> but Britton's a good guy, and uh, having him on the show I thought was a lot of fun. We reconnected um, in October, actually. Uh, we were at a bachelor party for Elvis Aliaga's brother, Ash Aliaga, who will be actually uh, coming up uh, next week. You'll be hearing a little bit more about that here in a little bit at the end of the show. We were in Kansas City for a bachelor party. We kind of reconnected. We talked. I was like, man, I need to have this guy back on the podcast. He's been on Breaker and Bane's Power Hour a couple of times, but it's been a while. And, uh, you know, he's kind of left wrestling and and pursued, I think, what probably was a bigger passion for him, which was uh, bodybuilding and fitness and, and physique contests and things like that. And he's doing very, very well. You'll see the pictures I post of him to promote this show are bodybuilding pictures because he looks incredible so it was really cool to have Britton on the show and we kind of dove into a lot he kind of dove into the lifestyle of wrestling and getting in and he trained at FCW actually a lot of people may not know that so he's got some some uh, you know interesting stories to go along with his journey and getting into this business and then of course you know eventually kind of moving to moving away from it and uh and uh, and focusing on you know on the bodybuilding world, which was kind of I think what his passion was anyway, because he was he you know honestly when I when we were in WLW and and he probably knows this as well as anyone else, he was the guy that was focused on his physique. 
all of us, you know, worked out and stuff, but, you know, we weren't going to say no to a buffet. You know, Britton did. He talks about that on here. Like, he, I remember, he's like, I remember going to a Golden Corral buffet and I just didn't eat. I just sat there and I'm just like, what am I doing, you know? And, um, you know, so that's dedication. Not everybody has that. And um, I always respected it, honestly. But I remember just thinking, like, dude, like, just eat some food. Like, you know what I mean? Like, you got to eat. And uh, he, he was, that's how strict he was on his diet and stuff. So, but he also had some epic cheat days. <laughs> so uh, we dive into all that. I think you guys will enjoy, enjoy our conversation here on You Know It's Fake, right? So let's not waste any more time. Let's kick it over to my conversation with Britton OTT Tucker. All right, ladies and gentlemen, we are rolling sound here. I'm being joined via Skype by a former WLW World Tag Team Champion, former WLW Heavyweight Champion. He is Britton O.T.T. Tucker. Britton, what is going on, man? What's up, dude? It's been a while, right? I mean, well, we saw each other a couple of weeks ago, but we haven't podcasted in years, right? It's been three years since we podcast. We podcast right before I moved to uh, Dallas. Okay. Yeah, so I knew, I knew it had been a little bit. Uh, of course, we, um, you know, this will be kind of different once this actually airs, but a couple of weeks ago, we actually all hung out together in Kansas City for uh, Ash Aliaga's bachelor party. That's the first time we'd all probably been in the same room in, what, five, six years, maybe? Oh, easily, yeah, maybe even longer. <laughs> yeah, it's crazy how... Uh, how quickly things change sometimes, isn't it? Like, I mean, we you get so used to, like, training every day, going to shows, driving back, all that stuff, and then one day it just all changes. It's, it's wild. Right. So, um, to kind of to kind of go with you, 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 you uh, actually, you initially trained at FCW, and I know we've touched on that a little bit before. I want to kind of give everyone a reintroduction to who you are, but you actually did, like, the beginner class at FCW in Tampa. Yes. Um, so, a funny story about that, too. After we were all told during the uh, training, they're like, yeah, you know, we get to do a show, and then you get the DVD. So, you know, everyone's geeking out. They're like, oh, my gosh, I want this DVD. I want this DVD. So, uh, I don't know if I said this part, but I, when I moved back to Missouri, you know, I had to wait. And um, I contacted Steve Kern, and I was like, hey, it's Steve. It's been, you know, a few months. Uh, still waiting on that DVD. Cause I'm getting all antsy, you know, I want to see myself, you know, in, in motion. So he's like, okay, here, just contact Norman Smiley. Cause he was one of our trainers. Mm-hmm. So I contact Norman Smiley and of course heard nothing back from him. So then finally the great Rob Venomous, who I had my first match against, he made a copy of the DVD for me and he so mailed it to me. Would you have never gotten it? <laughs> had you not done that? Absolutely not. Never would have gotten it. <laughs> Which, that was well, like you said, you were so young to the business, I'm sure. Like that was yeah, like the big and, that was the big payoff, right? Yeah, yeah, and it was just like, you know, when I was in uh, high school, you used to I we still had that video uh recorder, you know, where you put that big VC or the v, VHS tape in. Oh yeah. And uh, you know, videotape videotaping yourself and I'd remember I'd videotape myself doing little, you know, stuff in my basement, wrestling around, and then I'd watch it, you know, I'd put it in the VCR, I'd be so excited to watch it. Hey, how do I look? And I kinda had that same feeling, you know. And, um, but what sucks about it out of, I think there were six matches on that card and every, every single match was fine, like quality wise, but the only one whose audio went out was our match. So like, you can't hear it cause there was commentary. It was, right. uh, I forgot who the commentators were. It might've been 
Bray Wyatt at the time. He he, um, did, he did it a lot. I know he liked to do that. Yeah. Because when I was when I was signed, which was probably a year or two after you were there, um, they did a couple of beginners classes, and I went to a couple of the shows that they had, which were I think just free shows, just kind of something to kind of give you guys that little last bit of like, hey, here's something fun for the end of this training course. Yeah. Yeah, it was, yeah, because, yeah, they came up to us, I forgot his name, his first name was Derek, I think, he was, you know, one of the FCW guys, he was the other commentator, he was, you know, was just doing your, Derek, was it Derek Bateman? Yes, yes, e- I knew EC3, you know. man. <laughs> yeah, he, you know, he's like, hey, man, you know, just uh, tell me some things about you, you know, all this stuff, he, he was a really cool dude, I got yeah, a great good vibe from him, he was a nice guy. That's cool, yep. man, so you, uh, <laughs> you spend a few, few months there in Tampa, and probably, I mean, would you say, like, you were not you were not completely trained. You need some polishing at that point, right? Oh yeah, without a doubt, without a doubt, dude. It was yeah. You just it's just like uh, total. Just forget everything you you learned and start day one at Harley's and start over. It's like nope. Just pretend like you've never had you train. You start from day one over, <laughs> like that. <laughs> so you live you lived in Springfield, of course, which was you know probably about an hour, maybe. Hour and a half. Hour and a half. Yeah, yeah from uh, from Eldon there. So you you actually commuted for what most of that time? Yeah, with the two and a half, three years. Just yep, drive there Tuesday evening and drive back Thursday night. So it was drive in, train, stay at someone's house. You know, I guess just fill your day with whatever those days, right? I mean, just try to keep yourself occupied. Yeah. The uh, let me see. I tried to sleep in as much as I could. Then I go to the gym. You know, because I would stay at DW's house, Darren, the good old Darren Wade, mm-hmm. and um, we just watched a lot of a lot of TV, and yeah, just uh, you learn how to kill time. I, I even I went to that creepy library in Eldon a lot just to kill time. Yeah, for sure. <laughs> I mean, hey, that was one of the only places with the internet, you know. So yeah, <laughs> so you just go to the library just to try to find stuff to do. I remember you telling me that a while back, and I thought that was so funny because I was like, oh, that's true. Because if you even if you woke up at noon, which is sleeping in pretty good, you go to the gym get you some food, but you still got some time before you have to train and yeah. you can't just, you can't train all day. You know, you have to find something to do. So yeah, killing time. I could see that definitely being a thing. Mm-hmm. So, yep. so you come into uh to WLW kind of get your, uh, get your teeth cut and, you know, start training a little bit, eventually get to do some shows. Um, what was your, you know, what was your thoughts on just kind of uh, being in pro wrestling? Was this like a dream come true? How did you, did you find it as a young, young kid and think, like, oh, this is the coolest thing ever. I want to be a pro wrestler. How did that all come to be? Yeah, definitely. Um, you know, when I was younger, you know, 19, about from 1998 till about 2001, you know, that's just when I was just obsessed with it, you know, just eat, sleep and breathed it. And yeah. I was the kid in school. I mean, now looking back. I probably wouldn't have done this, but, like, you know, I was a kid. Like, I wanted to be known as the kid that was obsessed with wrestling, you know. And, you know, I, I got made fun of it for it. You know, at the time, I was like, oh, I don't care. I, you know, that's just – this is this is part of me. You know, looking back now, and now that I'm older, I'm like, I don't know if I want to be made fun of anymore. So I'm like, yeah, you know I, you know what I mean. You get older. <laughs> well, <laughs> but, that, uh, that's one of those things, right? Like, I mean, I, I've been yeah. there, too. I was super obsessed with wrestling, but I didn't, like, go out and just share that with just anybody. Like, it was almost like I had to make sure that that – individual was cool before i told him i was a fan because i didn't want to get made fun of right right yeah but yeah see my problem I, like i wanted everyone to know like i wanted to stand out like this i want to be like yes you have to know this i'm obsessed with this yeah. i'm gonna do this you know then you, you know you get a little like you know i got older and whatnot you know completed college and then you know it was kind of like hey you know now um i want to try this out it was you know it totally uh 
like 180 switch, you know, like if I could have tried it, you know, when I was, you know, 13, 14, oh my God, like I would have quit school and just like, just trained every day. Like I was that obsessed with it. Just, just, um, maybe insanely obsessed with it. You probably won't believe it, but yeah, it was, it was crazy how obsessed I was with it back. And then, but, uh, those were the good old days. <laughs> good old days for sure. So, uh, we're kind of jumping around all over. That's okay. So you get, you know, you kind of get into business, cut your teeth, you start doing some matches, you're on shows, um, the wrestling business, though, is such a, a hard industry to kind of learn. Like, and I think sometimes people don't. When you're on the outside looking in, you don't understand that. But there's so much to this industry. It takes a while before you ever really get comfortable. And uh, I know we, you know, we spoke before about how, you know, there's certain difficulties of pro wrestling, and that to me kind of falls into the whole category of people not really ever appreciating what pro wrestling is. And that's where we get that question. Um, uh, you know, it's fake, right? Like, and. That used to, I mean, there's, I'm a little bit better at it now because, I mean, I'm 36. I'm a little bit more chilled out. But, man, there were times I used to make me so mad because I didn't feel like people respected this this business that we were a part of that was, I mean, it was brutal. It was a very hard business to be a part of. Um, what's that like for you, man? Because, you know, you're a very, um, very laid back, very, very kind hearted guy. But, you know, like you struggled and sacrificed just like the rest of us did. Like, what's that like when people come in and kind of start, you know, tearing apart what we do? Yeah. What's annoying is that, you know, when you tell, like, when you tell people what you do and then, you know, they just kind of like, oh, that's so cute. Oh, that's cool. Ha ha. And you're just like, you know, they just think it's kind of, they kind of laugh at it like, ha ha. And I'm just like, oh, like that, like that was the thing that would get under my nerves. It's like, dude, just come take one bump. Like, mm -hmm. For all the like, I just I, I would tell everyone like everyone that would just you know make fun of it and just say you're you know it's fake and blah blah blah. I'm like, dude, just take one bump in that ring. I swear to God, your uh, your opinion will change forever. <laughs> but, I think um, I think very few people realize what the ring actually is. I think they they assume it's just like a mattress or something. I mean, I did too when I was a kid. <laughs> well, yeah, I mean, right? Because it, I mean, like, how can these yeah. guys get suplexed on this? You know. Like, how does that not hurt? Well, yeah, you learn. Well, it did hurt, and it does hurt, and it's that's just – it's not smoke and mirrors, and that's, I think, what is so interesting about this industry is that people oftentimes don't realize how – just how physically brutal it can be, and, you know, it's it's not – it's not like us trying to be like, oh, no, 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 this is this is real. It's, I'm not – I'm not ever – I've never been trying to do that. Like, it's just – I'm not saying what we're doing is not entertainment. But I'm also not saying that this does not hurt. And I think sometimes there's that weird gap where because people find out it's entertainment, it's a show, oh, then that means that all doesn't hurt. I mean, it's like a fight scene in a movie. I know you're a big movie buff, and I'm sure we'll get into that because you have some kind of unusual <laughs> movie opinions. But, um, you know, I mean, like you watch a fight scene in a movie, I'm like, there's going to be punches that land. That happens. That's that's part of it. So if you're a stuntman or doing all that stuff, things happen. So it's, it's a very... I don't know how you can look at pro wrestling and at least not understand that like these guys do a lot of sacrificing with their bodies. Yeah. Um, I remember t I graduated high school in 2003 and I always went to the WLW shows during high school. Anytime, you know, cause obviously they came around Missouri a lot in Springfield and I, you know, I went to the shows enough, you know, I, the wrestlers know who I were, who I was. So, you know, I'd always say, Hey, what's up? And then I, I turned 18 that summer. I graduated. And then I remember I got a thing in the mail cause I signed up to, um, uh, this is back when, like, when you signed up online, they send you stuff, and uh, different to world go to the, now, right? To go to a camp in Festus, Missouri, and then I remember I, I got it in the mail. And I was like, I can actually get inside a ring now, and I, and then my mom's like, Well, your dad's gonna drive with you, blah blah blah. My mom had to like kind of 
rain on my parade. She's, I don't know. I love her to death, but, you know, all moms are just protective. Sure. <laughs> anyway, well, so. Because it's the ultimate unknown. She doesn't know anything right. about this. You're still pretty much a kid, you know. I mean, you're an adult, but you're still a kid. Oh, yeah. And, yeah, it was in Festus, and this was, you know, we didn't have a GPS in the car, so we couldn't. You know, if anyone doesn't know, Festus is kind of, I guess you could say, the St. Louis area, you know, an hour-ish around it. Anyway, so it took us forever to find it, so I was late getting there, you know. But anyway, I made sure to – because when you go to these camps, make sure to give them your money, you know. <laughs> so yeah. they got – I made sure to give my money. I signed my waiver. And then I remember the wrestlers who were there uh, – do you remember the Boogie Woogie Man? Was that his – Like or, Jimmy Valiant? Was, no, it was – who was this guy? I forgot his name. <laughs> it's horrible. I should remember. Anyway. I like I'll I'll never forget it. He's like, all right, here's how you bump. You do this, you do this, and blah. And I took my first bump. You know, obviously, I I know I took it wrong, but I was just like, oh, that's what the ring feels like. You know, yeah. I was just like, whoa. And then um, at the end, you know how it starts out these classes. Not to brag, but you know, but there was like I think ten or twelve you know students there that for the camp. Blah blah blah. Like hopefuls then, almost. Right. And well, it's like and then like gently they would all leave. Like after twenty minutes, oh, this was so great. I'm, got, I'm glad I got to experience. Bye. And, you know, everyone's like, you know, everyone, like, I remember it's Trevor and Superstar Steve were there, and they were like, okay, yeah, just, you know, they're leaving. But it was me and this other dude. We were the final two. You know, we were just, like, learning stuff and chaining, it, you mm-hmm. know, and I'm like, dude, this is cool. So then I'm like, I remember at the end, I'm like, hey, Steve, what can we do? He's like, what do you want to do, man? What do you want to do? And Trevor's like, hey, give him a suplex. So, you know, I'm like, all right, I'm just going with it. So Steve grabs me. He's like, all right, when I say jump, jump. So that's when I took my first um, suplex. Knocked the wind right out of me. I was like, what the? Oh, my God. <laughs> well, yeah. And I'm just like, so I look at Trevor. I'm like, Trevor, is that happening every time? Is there a way to, like, kind of get away from that? He's like, I, I'll never forget. He's like, every time, man. And I was just like, he's like, it, and Steve's like, it helps to breathe out. I was like, I was like, okay. It's just like, so that then I was just like, whoa. I look at, like, every suplex from, like, when I started, when I was watching wrestling again. I'm like, man, that's just. Anyway, just stuff like that. You don't forget. (laughs) Well, you know, I remember as a kid hearing, you know, first time I was like, oh, that stuff's fake. And I remember seeing a guy get suplex and I'm like, well, how do they do that? Mm -hmm. It's because it's funny you brought that up because that's like one of those moves. It's like he picked him up. He flipped him over on his shoulder and he dropped him on flat on his back. Like, how did he do that without that hurting? Like, how how is that even possible type of thing? So, yeah, I mean, it's it's one of those weird things like it's so true because you're you're a young kid. You get suplexed. Like, wow, that hurts. How does that? How do you stop that from hurting? You don't. You kind of get better yeah. at it, and your body kind of gets callous to it. But really, that's that's it. I mean, like every body slam. I mean, like people. I mean, obviously, your adrenaline's going in a match because I'm sure, mm-hmm. and, I, and I'm and I'm sure, like, because I, you know, I haven't had a match in a few years now. But I, I could only, I feel for these guys that are doing like during the COVID era that we're doing shows in front of no fans like how much that was probably hurting their body without any reaction and stuff you have no adrenaline right yeah that's that's when i, I remember like because you know in practice we do the jumping bumps the warm-up you know uh-huh. bumps and oh those were those were fun let me tell you <laughs> well, and then i'm sure you remember this too like our training facility wasn't like state-of-the-art by any stretch of the imagination oh and, yeah like we didn't really have heat in the winter we didn't really have air conditioning in the summer so i mean summertime we're just sweating profusely winter it was time, bad mem- and if you remember the winter time all the mats would be stiff because mm-hmm. it was cold yeah so you take a bump and it would sting uh 
I mean, that's like that's like some of the stuff. Like when you think about it, you're like, do we? Why did we do that? <laughs> you know, like <laughs> why did we put ourselves through that? It's 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 just definitely a crazy a crazy existence for sure. Yeah, that yeah, it was whew, good times. <laughs> yeah, it was. It was. It was. It was an interesting, interesting world. <laughs> So I, I, I have I'm to a- touch on this, and we'll, we'll kind of get back to the wrestling if there's time. But um, sure. you actually um, have kind of transitioned, I'd say the last few years, ever since I've known you, you've been into fitness. But the last few years, you've kind of, I think, moved past wrestling yeah, sure. and focused more on uh, on the bodybuilding and physique competitions, right? Correct, yes. What's that? What's that been like? I mean, obviously, I think that's more probably your passion, maybe. Oh, yeah. Yeah, it's it's my number one thing. It's, it's what I love the most. Like, working out, it's... It, it's horrible. It sounds narcissistic. And it like, you know, I look back, you know, as you get older, I, you know, and I'll never call myself old. Like I'm always going to feel young at heart. I don't care. Age is just a number to me. So it's like at 36, whatever, like I don't, I feel young as can be, but it is like looking back, you post a lot of like workout pictures of yourself. I mean, like it's, it's very narcissistic. Like when I see younger people doing that, like in their early twenties on Instagram, like always, I'm like, dude, it's just like so narcissistic. But anyway, I don't know where I'm going with that. No, but yes, I, I get it. But uh, but it's also <laughs> like it's a it's a progression, right? And it's yeah. Is it narcissistic? Maybe, but it's also like you're yeah. trying to better yourself. Especially like I uh, I saw a guy. There's actually a good friend of mine um, on Twitter. He goes by the handle Soda Hunter, and he's lost like a ton of weight on his keto diet. And I guess he put a, oh heck yeah, he put a post out like is like is that is that bad to post like that I'm, I'm losing all this weight. I'm like, absolutely not. I think that that's very motivational to, to other people maybe who are, who are struggling like that. This is possible. I think that's a good thing. Right. Right. Yeah. Um, yeah. So, you know, and I remember like when I saw you, when we all hung out a few weeks ago, you know, I got in on a Friday night and it wasn't my cheat day and everyone's like, uh, what's Britain doing? You know, and I was warming up my chicken and sweet potatoes and you were like, some things never change. <laughs> well, yeah, because you, you've actually been one of the few people I've known that always was pretty strict on a diet. I mean, you were very, yeah. very much like you prepped your meals and, and I know firsthand cause I did that a little at times and that's, that's hard to do, man. That's like a whole, I mean, getting your workouts in is not easy, but preparing your food and not eating the crap that you find on the road. Because I mean, I'm sure you saw like, you know, the pizza and gas station food and all that stuff like it's not the best for you so trying to eat healthy it's it's def that's a challenge right i mean sometimes like during the wrestling days i probably was a little too hardcore like i remember on some of the road trips we would take i remember once we went to the sirloin stockade somewhere in oklahoma mm-hmm. and um i remember like oh i wasn't gonna cheat so i literally i just watched everyone eat you know this awesome buffet food while i'm just like what's the just eat. You know what? Just yeah. eat. It's not like I was going to do a bodybuilding show. Like looking back then, I just, yeah, a little too strict, but, um, but you're right. It's, uh, you know, I've kind of loosened up a little, but I'm still pretty strict. <laughs> yeah. I remember one night we were all at golden corral and we saw you eating like, just like normal, kind of like you were saying. And we were all like, Britain, I can't believe it. I could tell you, you actually felt a little guilty, like that you were cheating. <laughs> Like we're all yes. eating golden corral food. It's not a big deal, but it was just, it was so unusual for you to do that because you were the guy, uh-huh. you had the most epic cheat days ever. Like they started at midnight and you made them, you made them count. I remember that. Oh yeah. I, oh my God. I, yeah, I would like start at midnight and I would eat probably, you know, three or 4,000 calories worth of pizza and ice cream. Then I'd wake up and eat a whole bunch of, you know, like pancakes and I'm not as bad now. Like it's still pretty much a cheat day. Normally they're just every Sundays, but I, um, yeah, that, I wouldn't, you see, like 10 years ago, I wouldn't care how sick I would be. It's just like, oh, I want to eat, eat, eat. I don't care how sick I am when I wake up. And now I'm like, 
I don't want to wake up feeling like crap, so I, I somewhat try not to go too crazy, even though I still do. Yeah. <laughs> well, yeah, and that's and that's another thing too, because if you're eating pretty healthy throughout the week, your your body kind of gets used to that. So if you fill it full of pizza and ice cream and stuff, yeah, your your body's gonna be like, what the hell is going on here? Right. So, yeah, like uh, the last show I did um, in uh, Loveland, Colorado. It's close to Denver. I don't know if you've ever been there, but uh, I it's a I finally got my uh, my pro card. It was a pro qualifying show, so I won nice. the overall men's phys- classic physique. So then I got my pro card, but that was a four month diet. So literally for four months, just one day a week for four months, I I ate what I wanted. And it's not as bad as it sounds when you think about it. You're like, oh my gosh, only only one day a week for four months. But you know, I just I've just done it for so long. I'm used to it. But um, I started at a 20 – the first four weeks were 2,600 calories, and then the next four were 24, and then 22, and then 2,000. That's kind of – just tapered it down every month. And uh, I got down – like I started my prep at 193, and I got down about 187. So, like, I was I was hoping to get down to 185, but uh, that's kind of – it worked okay. <laughs> is that is that hard for you from, like, an energy level? Because I know – I assume you're kind of depleting a lot of your carbs, right? Yeah, well, not so much carbs. I'm not worried about carbs and sugars and fats. Like, I'm just worried about the total amount of calories I take in. Mm-hmm. I mean, you know, it, some things that work for me might not work for other people and vice versa. But, like, I've kind of realized my body just works better on, like, how many total calories. Obviously, you know, I eat it clean. want to make them clean. But uh, right. the not, year before – Stay away from, like, the just sodas and just fried chicken and right? stuff, right? Yeah. The the show I did a year before here in Dallas, oh, I was, like, so pumped. I was just like, oh, I'm going to win this thing. And, like, not bragging, but, like, of all the years competing, I thought I looked the best I ever looked. I was also the most miserable I ever looked. I was the most shredded I ever looked. But in my class, in my division, <laughs> I'm embarrassed that I got last. It's just sometimes that's how it is. You Like, this year, I mean, I thought I looked good. Not as good as last year, but I guess, you know, when it comes down to it, you know, sometimes you can't control who the competition is, and you can feel like, that's the only frustrating thing about this, about the, you know, competing. But it's, but I remember I was like, dude, like I was so miserable. I was down to 1,800 calories a day. I, For me, I, I can't do 1,800. Like I can barely do 2,000. That is good. But when I'm only dieting on 1,800 calories, I hate the world. I hate everything. I'm miserable. It's it's so depressing, dude. It, it's, oh, God, it's horrible. It changes your whole, <laughs> your whole life, right? I mean. I literally try to squeeze every single calorie I can, you know, sugar-free this, fat-free this. Yeah. You know, it's just like, oh my God, it's because then, you know, when you're lowering that, you're, you're upping your cardio by a lot because, you know, it's how you lose weight. And it's, oh, I was like, never again. I'm not going to suffer like that. And hey, I got first place this year and I didn't suffer. So woohoo. There you go, man. Well, it's probably trial and error too, right? Figuring out what works for you and and stuff. Um, Is that the hardest part of bodybuilding is the diet? Yeah, I'd say it is. And like, I'm just, sometimes every time I like, uh, I get tired of it. I'm like, hey, am I like. Is this just stupid? Am I too strict? And why am I living like this? Should I just live normal? Yeah. You know, eat a quote unquote, you know, just balanced, healthy, blah, blah, blah. But then I tell myself, I mean, not to brag, but like, I don't want to look like everyone else. So I, I don't want to eat like everyone else. You know what I mean? Sure. Like, I want, I want if you want to look a certain way, you got to eat a certain way. And, um, and I take pride in that, you know, I'm 36 now. And, you know, a lot of, some of my friends are like, oh, I'm 36. I'm old. I've got kids, blah, blah, blah. Dude, that's never going to be me, man. Even if I get settled down, get married, do the kid thing, whatever. No, I'm always like fitness is going to be me. I'm always like, you know, I've had abs in my 20s, my 30s. I plan on having abs in my 40s and 50s. <laughs> that's just the, that's just your lifestyle, right? I mean, I, you know, yeah. I, you see that a lot though with with uh, with people that 
that are always con- consistently in the gym and that just kind of becomes a part of their life. So I think that's, I think that's a very good thing, you know, and even if you decide to step away from competing, there's no reason why you can't still maintain a semi-healthy lifestyle. Maybe not as strict as you are now or at times have been, but yeah. And, and you know, like right. that's one of those things like you brought up earlier, how, how crazy that is to think that you just sit there and watch everybody else eat buffet food while you sit there and watch and probably ate your chicken and rice or whatever it was you had that day. Like it's just, yeah, it's a, yeah, man, that's, that takes a lot of willpower, a lot of willpower. Mm-hmm. So yep. <laughs> definitely, definitely a, uh, probably a difficult thing. Now what's like to you, like what's the differences and maybe the similarities to wrestling and bodybuilding? Cause I know bodybuilding or, or physique competitions, things that you've done. I mean, it's, there's probably elements that are very similar because you're up on stage, you know, you're competing, wearing next to no clothing, similar to pro wrestling, but <laughs> right. it's, um, I'm sure there's elements that are similar than, than elements that are honestly quite a bit different. Yeah. Some, like you said, the similar things, you know, barely wearing any clothes. Um, what's different is in bodybuilding, I mean, yes, you you have a coach or whatever, but like it's all on your own. Like it's just you. And pro wrestling, you know, it takes uh, two to tango, as they say. You gotta, you know, work with work well with who you're working with. You right. just can't be like I'm, you know, bodybuilding. You know, you're it's totally all about you. Hey, I'm gonna do this. I'm gonna do that. You know, in wrestling, you know, you gotta say, hey, you know, what do you like to do? What do you like to do? Let's, you know, it's uh, it takes chemistry. Um, so that's kind of. That's some different stuff. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I mean, there's more to it, but at the same time, like in, in pro wrestling, like you said, there there is that other person there. But but in bodybuilding, like I mean, are you you have a coach? But I mean, he's probably not there with you 24 hours a day. So if you snuck a couple of Oreos at night, he's not going to know. But maybe when you right. get up on stage, it might it might show because I'm sure in your head, at least this would be my thought. Like you have to be had that willpower to be like, I'm not going to cheat unless. Because those other guys, they're going to do better if, if I do. Like, I, I have to work harder than them if I want to beat them type of thing, right? Oh, exactly. I mean, like you said, oh, you know, I just, I'm just going to have three Oreos now. But what if those three Oreos, you know, make the difference and just make you – what if three Oreos lead to four, four leads to five? And then you're like, oh, screw it. I'll just have a pizza. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm sure you've had those thoughts, right? Oh, I've, I've had those thoughts and I've done that. I'm like, where well, I've got – yeah, and then I just can't like the bad thing about me. It's weird we talk about willpower because yeah, I can control my you know my dieting because I'm obsessed with it. But then it's like once I cheat, like I'm it's like it's just hard to stop. It's like I just eat so much Ben and Jerry's and I'm like I just cram so much you know sugar. I love sugar candy. I love uh, sour strips. Oh, those are good, man. <laughs> but uh, <laughs> well, yeah, I, I mean you're the same guy that I've seen you put nerds in like a pre workout. Mm. And, and I was like, dude, you're going to spontaneously yes. combust. You better stop that. <laughs> Speaking of caffeine, I'm drinking my third energy drink today, <laughs> right now as we speak. <laughs> oh, wow. That's that's unhealthy. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> what are you going with today? Right now, I've got a uh, Rockstar Mandarin Orange. Any good? And we, Oh, dude, it's delicious. It's the zero-calorie ones. See, you know, I know this- Rockstar's got a lot of good zero-calorie ones. I don't ever drink those, though. I love them. Do you it, wherever you, where you live in Oklahoma? Do they have an Ollie's? Like um, yes, they have. We oh, have yeah. one. It actually opened where the Toys R Us was when that shut down. I think that's yeah because we have one too that just opened and it looked like probably a Toys R Us was there too. <laughs> Go figure. Um, yeah, I got a case twenty four of them for fourteen bucks. Oh, nice. So I mean, I ain't, like I'm one of these people. I go out and find deals for energy drinks. I I bought like like eighty. 
at the dollar store. And it was annoying because I was like, hey, I just have 80. Just ring me up 80 times. And the lady was like, well, you have different flavors. And for the system, we have to know how many we have. Blah, blah, blah. Oh, that was annoying, dude, because, like, I filled my card up. She had to bring in every energy drink individually? Yeah, well, she had to count, like, which – she's like, okay, you got you got 10 of this flavor, 5 of that flavor. And I'm like, why are you doing that? I just have 80 drinks. Just ring it up 80 times. But she's like, no, we have to – for our system and the books, we have to keep track of what flavors and blah, blah, blah. I was like, I never knew that. Thank you for just, you know, wasting my time. <laughs> so I get impatient. Like, I'm the type – I'm a go, go, go kind of person. Like, I hate waiting in line for things. Like that, that could be to the, to the uh, numerous energy drinks you're consuming. <laughs> right. <laughs> I'm just like, I just like, yeah, if you ever driven with me, I've been told I kind of drive like a bat out of hell, but whatever. Like my, my girlfriend I'm dating now, she's like, she's like freaking out my driving, especially when you were driving in the rain last week. <laughs> I was like, yeah, I drive crazy, but whatever. <laughs> Oh, that's that's great. Yeah, but I know anytime I post like any type of an energy drink, you're like one of the first persons that always responds. Like, how is it? You always get to try these cool ones before I do. I'm jealous, man. I'm like, how do you get these? Where do you find these? I just I look for them, man. Walmart actually has a lot of bang energy now. Um, we have Quick Trip out here has a pretty decent selection. So, um, I'll be honest. There's a new chocolate bang I haven't got to try yet. I haven't found that yet, but. I, I see. I do. There's a chocolate bang out. It's a whole lot of chocolata is what it's called. It can't be any worse than the Miami Cola. I hated the Miami Cola. Not a fan, huh? Tastes like watered down Diet Coke, but that's just my opinion. <laughs> oh, it, it, yeah, yeah, I could see that. Yeah, um, it was. I didn't hate that, but I, I I seldom get that one. It's it's not my not my favorite. But um, what's your uh, what's your go to energy drink nowadays? I mean, I know obviously you drink a ton of them, but if you had your um, it. Like right now, I've got those ones I bought from the dollar store. They're the, uh, they start with an A. Hold on, I put a whole bunch in my fridge. How do you pronounce it? It's uh, oh, adrenaline shock. Oh, any good? Oh yeah, dude. Their blue raspberry's good. Their watermelon's good. Their frozen ice. Um, they have a green one, like a sour green one. Oh, that one's good. That's my go-to. Nice, nice. That in 3D. I like the 3D. It's just those. That's more the adrenaline shock. Usually, you know, like two for a two dollars. You know, something like that. Sure. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, they also have this new brand called uh, Ghost, and uh, oh yeah, those are okay. And then there's another brand everyone's always getting sponsored by them. I can't think of the name of it now, but um, anyway, there's a bunch of different ones out there. So, always... did you see? Did you see the C4 has like Starburst energy drink flavor? Did you I, see that? I think you made a post about that. Oh, I gotta try that, man! I gotta find. I think you can get them at Vitamin Shop. Is nice. what the definition told me. <laughs> the C four ones aren't bad. They're actually pretty good. You try them. <laughs> All right, so now I gotta I gotta throw this out there because this is always kind of a fun, a fun thing to discuss with you because you have you have very unique opinions of movies. Would you not agree oh, with that? Uh, I totally agree. <laughs> okay. The the most unique opinion, in fact, even when we were in Kansas City, a lady got upset at you because you have made the claim, and I, I want you, everyone to know that's listening, I do not co-sign this, but Britain is not a fan of The Dark Knight. Oh, nope, 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 nope. Most, most over, if not one of the, if the most overrated comic book movie, in my opinion. So what's your, most what, what do you consider a good comic book movie? What's my, you know what, I like Deadpool, believe it or not, I like Deadpool. Yeah? Um... I'm not like huge on comic book movies. That's my my favorite. I guess you could say probably Batman Returns. I like I, you know those are older, obviously. Yeah. But uh, I like Batman Returns. If I had to 
say what's my favorite comic book movie, I'd say Batman Returns. Well, that's an interesting choice. I would not have expected and, that. And everyone hates that Batman. And well, not everyone hates it. It's just everyone's like, oh, it's just you know, blood, whatever. I'm like, Danny DeVito is that? God, that was like when PG-13 actually meant something. You know, like actually, if they the, made that movie today. It'd be they awful. had a toy line at McDonald's that got like canceled almost because of that because the movie was so dark. I heard about that. Yeah. yeah. And uh, I'm like, well, that's what made it so good. And Michelle Pfeiffer's Catwoman. I mean, I just, I don't know. I, I really enjoyed it. No, it's a good but, movie. It's definitely one it's of It's just, to me, to me, it's like a lot of the comic book movies now, they're just kind of, you know, cartoonish CGI violence. You don't really see any blood spatter. I know you got to make money in their marketing to the families and blah, blah, blah. And they've made billions of dollars, so I don't blame them. I'd probably do the same thing. But that being said, I, you know, I mean, I don't have... I don't like uh, – I was really disappointed in Deadpool 2. I like the first one, so I don't know. I, I always hate it. What makes me mad is when I have such high expectations and I don't meet OTT's expectations. OTT's <laughs> expectations. Oh, my goodness. So I had, I guess in my mind I was picturing The Dark Knight was going to be the greatest comic book movie of all time. Oh, my God. And it was boring. <laughs> and it was boring. Yeah, I, I say – once again, I don't co-sign that. Uh, have you seen the trailer for the new Batman movie that's coming out like next year? Yes. Um, are, I'm you, interested are you excited? In I mean, Twilight's Batman, dude. I don't know. I am. No, I'm excited for it. I, I'm going to give it a chance. Uh, I don't. I'm. I guess that uh, the Penguin dude is supposed to be Colin Farrell. That's crazy. He doesn't look anything like him. That's some good makeup they did on him for sure. And then I guess the the guys, the other bad guy is the Riddler. I assume. <laughs> yeah, played by Paul Dano, who I think will do a good job. And the Riddler getup looks very dark, which I, I think is fun. So I think it could be could be cool. You know, one thing I think people would agree with me on this one, believe it or not, uh, Joker, the uh, Joaquin Phoenix one, that movie was freaking A+. plus. That was, like, probably my favorite movie that year. Well, so um, that maybe that's your favorite comic book movie. Yeah, that's up there. But, oh, my gosh. like, And it's one of those. I saw the very first preview for it, and I'm like, oh, my gosh, just another stupid comic book movie. This looks dumb. But it's so I dark. didn't want to give it a chance. And then I saw it, and I was like, oh, my God, this is a great movie. Yeah, it's – that one's a um... – that's a trippy movie, man, is it not? It's it's uh, dark. It's not like – I don't think it's what people probably expected maybe. Yeah, I think that's why I like it because it's not your tradi- traditional, you know, comic book movie. It's, uh, it's a good uh, change of pace, you should say. <laughs> yeah, for sure. Uh, obviously, you're a big movie buff. Would you not agree? Oh, I love movies. I, yeah, even during the uh, the pandemic when they were – when they finally opened the movie theaters, they were playing like old movies. I saw a whole bunch of old ones, you know, when I was a kid or before I was a kid. That I got to see on the big screen, you know, so that was fun. One movie I wanted to go see on the big screen, but I didn't make it out there, was uh, Back to the Future. <gasps> oh, I saw one and two when they no, brought it back. Oh, yeah. Oh, uh, yeah. It was it was awesome. That's one of my favorites. I love Back to the Future. Oh, speaking of that, I was in um, I was in Los Angeles like a month ago, and I went to the famous Twin Pines Mall. You probably saw that on my uh, Instagram. I think you actually sent me something about that, too. Yes! That was just like... I was driving around the mall, and I, you know, I was just like totally geeking out. I was just like, "Oh my gosh, this is so cool!" And it looks fairly the same, you know. Obviously, it's been thirty years; it looks a little different, like with the stores and all that. But it's just one of those, like, "Whoa, they filmed a movie here!" I'm driving around where they filmed a movie. It was cool. You want me to blow <laughs> your mind with some Back to the Future trivia? Let me hear it. So, in that movie, you know, uh, right before Marty takes off, Doc Brown goes, "I remember when this was all farmland," you know, from Mister Peabody or whatever. And, of course, Marty gets in the DeLorean trying to escape the terrorists, and he ends up going back to 1955. And right when he gets there, remember, he he knocks over a tree. Uh-huh. Well, later when he comes back, 
it's called the Lone Pine Mall because he knocked over one of the trees. Oh, really? Yeah. If you look closely, that's, that's a little Easter egg they threw in there. Oh, hey, I learned something new. <laughs> that's yeah. pretty cool. Yeah. <laughs> like, yeah. Yeah. I, I'm a, I, I love, like, seeing little Easter eggs. Like, are you a fan of the movie Fight Club? Uh, you know what? I've seen it once, and it was like 20 years ago when it first came out. I don't remember much of it. but Well, that it, movie's got a ton of Easter eggs in it. If you go and, and rewatch it now and then look up all the Easter eggs, it'll it'll probably blow your mind because there's a lot of them in there. Oh, right on, right on. Which I'm always I'm always a fan of that when I'm, you have to watch a movie more than once and kind of get a better feel of what it is and stuff. I just um, I watched The Shining for the first time. It's one of those classics, but, you know, mm-hmm. everyone's seen. I finally watched it, you know, and it was just like – it was interesting. And then, you know, I watched like a bunch of YouTube reviews on it and they were like, there was a bunch of Easter eggs in that too. It's, it's always fun to, yeah. Like you said, to go back and like, wow, I didn't know that was there. These Easter eggs are here. It was, it was cool. Speak. So the shining, are you a, are you a horror movie fan? I love scary movies. Love horror movies. What's your, uh, did you see the new Halloween yet? Yeah. Me and the girlfriend, we saw it, um, Sunday, Saturday. Yeah, I, I give it a C. I give it a C. I, I, I actually really like the 2018 reboot they did. Pretty I haven't good. seen this newest one yet, though, so I'm, I'm kind of curious. Okay, yeah, I won't spoil anything then, but yeah, I give it a C. It's, it's not as good as the 2018, but um, I mean, it's worth seeing. It's worth seeing. Supposedly, this is like number two, and they have one more plan, so it's going to be Halloween, Halloween Kills, and Halloween Ends. But of course, Correct, yeah. with any horror movie... It's not the end of Michael Myers, I'm sure. Gosh, they've made what? Like, I think literally, if you count the Rob Zombie ones, they've made like 11 or 12 of these Halloween movies. Well, yeah. I mean, how many Jason <laughs> movies have they made now? Oh, yeah, true. I was always Team Jason growing up. I was like, always Team Jason. <laughs> nice. Yeah. Uh, classic horror movies. <laughs> yeah. Um, what, like, what, what's a movie you've seen recently that you, you've enjoyed or you'd like to, to mention besides the new Halloween? Oh, I've seen so many. Um, well, th- that I've enjoyed. Okay, well, I was about to say one that I didn't enjoy. <laughs> Tell me if you agree on this one. Did you see the new Suicide Squad? The Cena one, I have not. I did not like it. It was it was horrible in my opinion. But that's just my opinion. See, I didn't really, <laughs> I didn't really like the original one. Yeah, I didn't either. I mean, it was it was just like blah. It was okay, it was just... but it wasn't like good. <laughs> yeah, it was. Eh, it just wasn't that good. Yeah, I, um, I would agree with that. I'm trying to think, what movie did I see before Halloween Kills? I, I can't remember. I can't remember. That's a good one. I'm on the spot now. I can't think of one. <laughs> <laughs> That's okay. Um, to kind of, I, I obviously I want to touch on movies and your your crazy movie opinions and stuff, which is always <laughs> always hilarious. But um, to kind of transition back to wrestling for a bit, um, you haven't wrestled in a few years. What are, are are there plans maybe to get the get the boots back on at some point, or are you happy just doing the bodybuilding? What's your thoughts there? Um, yeah, it's been three years, September of 2018. It was Sulphur Springs, Texas. That's uh, the last time I wrestled. <laughs> um, yeah, I want to wrestle again because, you know, I've made friends down here, and um, and they think it's so cool that I've done it. So, like, I kind of want to do a show, you know, just to, like, um, kind of, hey, come see me wrestle, you know, just, you know, like, just for that. So, yeah, I guess you, yeah, I'll probably do it again. I'll do it again. Now, if you do it again, is this a full-time thing or is it just like a one-off? Oh, just a one-off, yeah. You know, just like once, a, you know, once every now and then, kind of thing. Yeah, just kind of like okay, just to, I mean, to get it out of your system, it, maybe. Yeah, well, that's a funny thing because I don't know, like, just 
what I do miss, I miss that feeling you know, right before, you know, when you're in a gorilla, like, you know, your heart's just pumping, your adrenaline's just going. And oh, it's yeah. just like, it's just one of those things that you can't um, recreate or you can't explain to somebody unless they felt it. And nice. it's just like, no matter, no matter if you're wrestling, I mean, I've never wrestled in front of like a big crowd, obviously, but like, if you're wrestling in front of 250 people or 20 people, like to me, I always got the same jitters, the same adrenaline rush, you know, coming out of there. Like no matter how big the crowd is. So like, that's cool. You know, I miss that. Definitely. I think that's the, uh, that's the part we always miss, right? That, that, that chasing that feeling almost of, of that right before you walk out, there's always that period of, of any wrestler's life right before you walk out, right before you hear your music. I mean, that's the, that's the, that's the feeling we all, that's what ke- probably keeps people doing it longer than they should, honestly. No, yeah, definitely, definitely. It's it's definitely an addicting feeling, and it's it was always a good feeling. Like, after the match was over, you know, like, I'll be, if you're me, you know, my cardio wasn't the best, so I'm always gassed, always blown up. But, like, after the match is over, it's just like uh, you're, just, you, you're walking back, you can finally breathe, and you're just like, ah, you know, like, hey, I accomplished something. This is a, this is a good feeling, you know? Absolutely. It, it, you know, it's a, it's a good feeling. <laughs> um. To kind of wrap things up a little bit, do you do you still watch wrestling? Are you still a fan? Um, oh, no, I mean, I'll, you know, obviously, you know, once a fan, always a fan. But no, I don't watch it anymore. I, I honestly, sometimes I, you know, it's, obviously, it's uh, football season now, so like every Monday, you know, I'm watching football, and then I'm like, oh yeah, it's a, uh, it's a Monday Night Raw, and then like I'll forget, you know, I still have friends back in St. Louis. I'd uh, go to one of my coworkers. I'd always go to their place. They'd always order. They have the network, so I'd always watch the pay per views with them. And, you know, they'll be snapping me, hey, you know, Royal Rumble's on or WrestleMania's on. I'm like, oh, yeah, it is, isn't it? Oh, it is? <laughs> yeah. I mean, yeah. And, uh, like, I was, t- I was talking to you a few weeks ago. I mean, it's just, like, amazing how big the rosters are. I mean, there's, like, so many new guys now. Yeah. I'm just like, who is – I don't even know who's who anymore. <laughs> it, it changes quickly, doesn't it? I mean, and I know there was a period <laughs> in my life where I did not miss Monday Night Raw. Mm-hmm. And then as I got into business, I start – I didn't really watch it as closely or I would kind of, like, skim it. And now, dude, I couldn't tell you the last time I sat through an episode of Raw. It's probably been since like 2013. I mean, it's been a long time. In Raw, is it still three hours? I think so. Wow, that's a long time. Huh? That's a lot of wrestling, man. That's a lot of wrestling. I mean, I've never, just, I've never been a yeah. fan of. It's weird because I think most people would rather it be a shorter show. I think there's just something. Always the audience just want more. <laughs> now, I, re- I remember as a kid, you know, during the Monday Night Wars when I watched Raw. You know, Raw was only two hours, but. I was like just so amped up, so pumped in, so tuned in. It's like it flew by. I was just like, whoa, it's already yeah. almost 10 o'clock. It's almost over. But yeah, with three hours show, you're just like, oh, my God. <laughs> well, and also, too, it's so much different because in those days, and I'm sure you remember, like commercial comes on, you turn on Nitro, and then, mm-hmm. and then you know, that something's happening there, and you turn back to Raw, and then you're back and forth. Now, dude, these commercial breaks are like four and five minutes long. Like that's a long time to just be like – waiting and waiting and waiting you know it's boring yeah and, and um to anyone who's ever you know gone to a like show in the audience like i remember back in 2010 we, i went to a smackdown show in uh, kansas city and you know like smackdown they this is when they still had a uh, ecw that was the final show i think at ecw one of the final shows and um when they you know they did the dark matches they did ecw they did smackdown but it was just like it was like five hours, I think, man. Was all said and done. You're just like, that's a lot. <laughs> you're just drained, right? It's yeah. I mean, just it's a lot. And then by the time, because like Batista and Undertaker were the main event, it's like I waited five hours for this. Come on. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Finally, yeah. I get to see Batista. All right. <laughs> What's funny is um, nowadays, because I my nephew likes to go. We went to a show a few 
and we went to a show a few months ago, but before that, the kind of pre COVID, we went to one and they, they filmed, they did a dark match. They taped or they did SmackDown. I don't know if, I can't remember if it was live. I don't think it was at the time. Then at the very end, they taped 205 live and they actually did it live, which is the cruiserweight show. If you don't know. And like it's so crazy to me that like they're finishing up with Roman Reigns doing his thing, and then the very next thing are these cruiserweights that nobody (laughs) knows. And it's not a knock on them, but it's just like the crowd was so dead for it. I was like, why would they do that? Why would they just tape that ahead of time? It was just really, really strange thing to do. I thought he has very weird way of planning things out. (laughs) Yeah, I just like yeah, because like most of the crowd's like, who is this guy? You know, bring back Roman Reigns. You know, it's just like, oh man. SmackDown's on Friday, right? It is now, yeah. And did, so, and they're on Fox. So, are they doing like? Is there like a Saturday morning show or something they're doing on Fox Sports with WWE? I thought for a while. Or they were. I, I think they were doing a lot of stuff pre-pandemic. So I don't know. I mean, gotcha. It's that, that all kind of a lot of that all changed. I think once uh, the COVID stuff happened, but they were doing a uh, Fox type of show. Actually, CM Punk was on it. I don't know if you knew that or not. Yeah. No. I that. Yeah. See, yeah. I, I did hear that. But he was like employed through Fox, not through WWE, and then of course that didn't last long. And then now he's in AEW. Which have you had a chance to watch any AEW, or have you well, no, into that at well, all? Well, I'm glad you mentioned that because like this just shows how out of tune I've been. Like I found out like I don't know like a month or two ago, <laughs> I was like, wait a minute, Daniel Bryan's in AEW, C- CM Punk's in AEW. What? When? Bray Wyatt's in AEW. <laughs> I had like no idea. I was just like, whoa. Well, what Bray Wyatt's this? not actually there yet as of this recording, so you might be predicting the future, Britain. Oh wow! <laughs> Sweet. <laughs> yeah, a lot of a lot of people have left. Man, Matt Hardy's over there. It's uh, it's crazy. So who knows what's going to happen in the future? But Chris Jericho's there. Yeah, it's uh. Well, I mean, I, to me, I I dig the oh, fact. Oh, Big Show too. Big yeah. Show went over there. And Mark Henry. Henry's over there. I didn't know. Wow. Yeah, and Sting <laughs> and the Christian Cage now, and a bunch of guys. That's crazy. Yeah. Well. My thing is, though, I think the wrestling business is is a lot better with like some type of competition. So I think having another company is a good thing, in my opinion. Oh yeah, definitely. Um, yeah, it's just like if there's only one show in town, I mean, it's just kind of you know they've seen it all, and then mm-hmm. definitely if you're you know if you're a worker, it's definitely beneficial for you if you can have another big time you know competition with WWE. Oh, because sure. like what. What's the guy's name who owns it? Like Shad Khan or something? Tony is that Khan. his name? Tony Khan. I know what. He's worth like $2 billion. He's worth a lot. Well, his his so, family. And I, I think yeah. – I know he, he himself is worth a lot. His family's worth a lot. And yeah. I mean they own the so Jacksonville Jaguars. They're Jaguars, not, yeah. They're not hurting for money by any stretch. Because they said, you know, any – any like I've always, always heard, you know, like when WCW folds, they're like, if there's any chance for, you know, for a major competition again, it's got to be with someone, you know, who's just – has more money than Vince, and I mean, this guy's got billions of dollars. I'm sure Vince does too, but I don't he's know. actually worth <laughs> more than Vince is, though. That's what I thought. Yeah. So, so I'm like, hey, he's got he's got the money to spend. Well, you know, why not go for it? Make it the best you can. But, yeah, I mean, like, I think it, like you said, it's great. It gives more people a place to work. It gives people options now. So yeah, I think in the future it'll be it's a it's a really cool thing to have all this different stuff. Yeah, it just makes it more exciting for everyone. If it attracts new fans, you know, good for the wrestling business, you know. Definitely. Well, Britton, this has been a lot of fun catching up, man. I know we'll have to do it again before hopefully three years, but do you have yeah, any dude. social media you want to plug, let people know where they can find you? Um, Just uh, OTT Tucker 6. Just type in Britton Tucker, I guess, on my uh, Instagram. <laughs> I know, you don't, you don't do the Twitter, do you? I don't do the Twitter. I haven't done Facebook in like four years. I, I don't know my password to my Facebook anymore because I opened it up 
in my old college account back in 2005. Okay. Like I opened up with that with that email. I don't remember my email from 2005. And it's good. I need to stay off Facebook. It's just all a bunch of drama anyway. So it's like <laughs> I don't even know. I shouldn't even have Instagram either. It's just like, uh, I mean, I don't do anything crazy on it, but it's just like sometimes, you know what I mean? Social media can just like, ah, oh, it's just drama. It's a cesspool. <laughs> it can be, yeah. Yeah. But, um, yeah. It's a, uh, it's a great tool, but – it can there can be a lot of negativity to it as well for sure. Oh, yeah, you can weaponize it like crazy, but at the same time, you can use it for great things. It's like one of those uh, things, double-edged swords. It definitely is, man. So yeah, but, I mean, you're on Instagram, then. So that's that's where you want to find Britain. That's where you can find him. And uh, yeah, dude, I was actually talking to Ash about um, about everything, and I was like, man, we definitely all need to get together again before five or six years, however long it's been, because that was uh, that was an absolute blast. Yeah, you'll be at the wedding, right? I'll see you there. I actually won't be. I, I that's why I messaged him. I actually work that day, so I won't. Be Dang able, it! <laughs> I won't be able to make it. I have no. I have no more time off. Uh, no more paid time off, so I won't be able to do it. But uh, unfortunately, uh, that's kind of part of the job I have. But I was. I was glad I was able to do the bachelor party. That was a lot of fun. Yeah, definitely. This will be my first time in Nebraska, so I'm it. Can't wait. <laughs> awesome, man. Well, Britton, thanks for being on, dude. All right, man. Thanks for having me. All right, ladies and gentlemen, I am back here to close it up on episode 49 with Britain OTT Tucker. Britain, one tough Tucker. Tucker. <laughs> I had to throw that in again. Sorry, Britain, but it's it always makes me laugh. But Britain's a great guy, and it was, it was so much fun to have him on the show. I'm sure he'll return sometime down the road, but next week is a really fun episode. Uh, and again, something I haven't ever done, I have three guests next week. Jack Gamble who was in episode one, Elvis Aliago. I believe he was in episode 10 or 11. I think he was episode 10. And his brother, Ash Aliaga, who actually just recently got married. Congratulations to Ash. And um, back in about 2014, 2015, these three guys pulled their money and they came up with a company called Gateway Elite Wrestling. And, you know, kind of started small, like, well, can we do this? Should we do this? Why can't we do this? And uh, buying a ring, getting promoter's license, and all the stuff that goes in between. They they really kind of do it. We did a deep dive before on kind of the beginning of how this started. In this episode, we weren't really sure which direction to go in because they covered so much last time. It's like, well, what did we leave off? Like, where, where do, like, a part two needs to happen. But, you know, and that was back in the Breaker of Bane Power Hour days when I was doing interviews on there a couple of years ago. But I think the question came like, okay, well, what do we do here? And uh, we kind of just told stories, and we told some funny stories. It was a really, really fun episode, and I feel like it's a really good way to almost round out the uh, interviews for for this year. So this will actually be the final interview of 2021, which it's been a great year, episode 49. Episode 50, we'll do a little special uh, year-in-review episode, and then 2022, I will kick it off with a new interview, and I will announce that on episode 51 a new first timer and a lot of the fig lifers I think are going to enjoy that, that guest very much, but it was so cool to have three guys all in at once. We had to kind of try to figure out how to make it work from a recording process with the, the microphones and technology I had. I think it sounds all right though, but I think you guys will, will dig it because we tell a lot of really fun stories on here and uh, Elvis and, and Gamble are always going to be on my show. Ash is a guy I, I haven't really had on by himself, which I need to sometime because he had some really fun stories to tell, and is just a super funny, funny guy. So 
That will be coming up again next week. Gateway Elite Wrestling, the three guys that kind of pioneered this uh, this project back in the day. So a lot of fun to, to dive into there. And of course, i got to give a shout-out to my podcasting buddies like the Fully Posable Wrestling Figure Podcast with Jeff and Scott, Doing the Favor with Eric and Barry, the Positively Pro Wrestling Podcast with Steve and Eric, the Ringside Rant with RJ, the Leisure and Lariats Podcast with my buddy Ruthless Ryan Davidson, Boot to the Face, Tales from the Estate with our pal Drew Vinsel and his wife Caitlin, one of my go-to shows. Wreck my podcast with Jordan Zeilinger and his crew over there. The Trivia with Buds podcast with Ryan Buds. Howlin' with the Wolf with our pal Jason Wolf. And uh, if you're not keeping up with Jason Wolf's Chop Shop, he's revealed his December figure. And if you haven't seen it because you're not a member, well, I got some bad news for you. It's awesome. Um... Plus, pulling up a chair with our buddy Tim over at a chair shot. I'd like to get Tim on the podcast for 2022. I need to reach out to him. Um, as well as a Night of the Nerdy Laser podcast with our buddy Richard and his friend Matt, all about horror films, and my buddy Aaron Anders' new show, Catching Up with Aaron and Daniel, talking all things movies from right now, the year 2011. And then, of course, check out my other shows, Breaker and Bane's Power Hour, our flagship podcast, dropping every Sunday, over 400 episodes and counting. Uh, plus the TB Toycast with me and Travis Fowler dropping a new show every Thursday, kind of diving into a retro toy line, which is a lot of fun. In fact, uh, this past week we um, we dove into the Guess Who board game. That was fun. Who doesn't remember Guess Who? That was so much fun. One of my favorite games. It's not really a board game, I guess, because it didn't have a game board, but you know, had little little trays and you put the faces down. So much fun. And, uh, and, of course, uh, Big Underscore Bane's uh, Project No Holds Barred with Bill Benus. He's the new boss of PHPW, so that's pretty wild stuff there. And, of course, all of our t-shirts you can find at ProWrestlingTees.com forward slash Brian Breaker, BBPH.RedBubble.com, WaterManeuver.net, search by store for Breaker and Maid's Power Hour, for TB Toycast, for Bane, Fully Posable, Doing the Favor, the Positively Pro Wrestling Podcast, the Ringside Rant, Tales from the Estate, Boots to the Face, all of them can be found over there on whatamaneuver.net. So support all the brothers in the podcasting world if you can. Thank you guys for checking out You Know It's Fake Right. And remember, as the great Johnny Valentine once said, I cannot make you believe that pro wrestling is real, but I sure as hell can make you believe that I am. My name is Brian Breaker. This is You Know It's Fake Right, and we'll see you guys next week. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. For a minute, and I can stand toe to toe with the best of the minute. Don't give a damn about critics, they talk a lot, but at the end of the night, I'm selling the tickets. All the tough guys avoid me, the ladies all adore me. Paparazzi record me, I can put on a clinic, all my opposers are bored.